Uh, I promise not to move. If Dee will come sit next to his precious family. Hallelujah. In fact, if you would, darling, bring your baby and sit front row. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, um, many times when we do dedications or anything, we always take time of the service to do that. But you know, I'm a little different here. We're different. Um, everything that we do in this house, we base it on the Word of God. It's not just a tradition. Uh, that, well, we dedicated the baby, and that was good, and that was it. But we learn from the dedication. We learn. And so we're going to take this moment and this time, this next within this next hour, I say under the hour, to learn from the Word of God about why we dedicate. Why uh, Jesus, first of all, was our greatest example in the Bible of dedication. And why we see in the Bible of many, many parents have prepared their children uh, for the work of the Lord. Um, I've seen miracles and miracles of God has given uh, family children. Um, and how God has used children. I've got to see children grow to become full adults and to be used in ministry. I've got to see things, how children affect lives. But not, in, not only how children affect lives, but how parents affect children. How grandparents, how aunts and aunts and uncles and cousins and nephews, how the, it, it's amazing how God set together a design for family, a beautiful plan. And yet we see how Satan comes to destroy, discourage, and disallow the plan of God. That's why there's so many people that are not in the plan of God, because they don't know how to get into the plan of God. Many will say, and I've heard many say this, and I've never said this, and I've learned to always say what the Bible says, so I'll never repeat what somebody says unless it's scriptural. Well, you know, I heard people say, uh, he's lent to you. That's completely wrong. He's given to you by God. And so what you have been given to by God, then he holds us responsible with what he's been given to us. The day will come that you will now as the plan of God directs, you will lend him to the Lord. Because the Bible says we're not to borrow, we're to lend. And so we have to be very biblically correct in what we say. And so we're going to look at some scripture today. And so uh, let's all learn from this. And, and I'm, I'm expecting many of us to, to understand more about baby dedication and understand why they're so precious. It's not just another thing that we do uh, to pass time and to say, yeah, it's and take pictures and we'll remember this. But literally, it, it's something so important that we have to walk. Amen? Say with me, amen. amen. Now, uh, I'm going to encourage pastors that are watching, if they would, please uh, take notes because this is something that's going to help you and also in your dedication because I've seen too many dedications where they just run it through as a as a commercial, and that's it. Families come, and that's it, you know. 
there's no spirituality to it. There's just a bunch of ha-ha-ha, amen? And so I want to make sure that we understand the purpose of that, amen? Hallelujah. Brother D, everything going well back there, sir? Hallelujah. So we're waiting for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at Luke, the second chapter, verses 22. Hallelujah. Let's find in the Word of God about why do we believe and do baby dedication. As a pastor, I've I've dedicated many children. As a father, I've dedicated uh, my children unto the Lord. My father dedicated many my children. And so it's a very important thing when we come to dedication. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Now, the Bible says, and we're going to go ahead and cancel classes so that they can be with us and so that we can all learn together. Hallelujah. Amen. So parents, show your children the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at Luke, the second chapter. Thank you, sir, for coming here. I know that your mind is on that equipment, but let's focus on this. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke, the second chapter, verses 22, and I'm going to read to you from the New King James. Uh, Nevertheless, it is the Word of God. You may have a different translation. But now, when the days of her purification, Mary, according to the law of Moses, was completed. Say with me all together, completed. They brought Jesus, him, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now, this is, this is the, 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 the scripture that brings the word presenting him to the Lord. Now, if I read in the regular New Testament or uh, King James, the Bible says in that same chapter, hallelujah, it says here that, uh, and when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought Jesus or him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now notice this, it's quite interesting how uh, you look at the word present and then we find the one that we see according to scripture where they dedicated him. Now notice this, presenting. Presenting means uh, you're coming to Jesus to present him. Um, When John Donovan came physically into the church, he was presented to us. When John Donovan went to the family, he was presented to him. That's the presentation. But now with the presentation of that, now you're presenting him to the household of faith. You're saying as parents that I'm bringing him and presenting him to the Lord because he it's a gift from God to you. Now, Lord, I'm presenting him to the household of faith, the house of God. And people don't realize that's where it begins and that's where it ends. In other words, by presenting the child to the house of God, that child now grows the rest of his days in the house of the Lord until the Lord calls him. And it's quite interesting, from this house to that house. And but we know that long life God gives us. And it's quite interesting. As a pastor, I've seen the whole walk of children, how they grow. But then I've seen along the path, the child is crippled because of the parents. And the child no longer goes to the house of the Lord, now is no longer ending their life in the house of the Lord. And so 
That's what happened with Jesus. Now, look, notice what it says in the Amplified. I'm going to read that same scripture. Let's learn from this. Something totally different that we're going to do. It's not just a, a moment for pictures. We're going to learn. I want to learn. Every time I go to church, I want to learn why we do certain things. And let's learn. Hallelujah. Amen. And so in the Amplified, it says, and when the time, I'm reading the same scripture in the, from the Amplified Bible. And with the time of their purification, the mother's purification and the baby's, and notice this, now it changes from presentation to dedication. From the baby's dedication came according to the law of Moses. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now notice this, that word dedicate. Now, I've always been a person that I want to know words because God does not make mistakes with words from the word. We're the ones that make mistakes. And so that word dedicate is totally different from present, presenting him to the Lord. But the word dedicate prepares the child for a consecration. Now, you don't know the future of that child unless the Lord showed you now, it could be your desire. I know many parents that desire for their children to be a doctor, uh, their children to be a fireman, their children to be uh, whatever, a welder, a carpenter, whatever. But that child is going to find himself in the Word like Jesus did and recognize his purpose. See, the parents have dreams and desires which are great. Grandparents have great desires. But I've noticed that sometimes parents and or family don't know from the Lord the child's plan, so they assume this is the plan. Well, I've been a pastor, so I want my children to be a pastor. Not necessarily. I've been a carpenter, I want my children to be a carpenter. And yes, children do follow after the parents. It's amazing, they do. They do. But the key here is consecration comes to John Donovan in his life. You're bringing him to the house of God. When you brought him in physically to the house of the Lord, you presented him to us. Pastor or grandma, auntie, here is our baby, John Donovan, right? And so we welcomed him. And what did I say? I, I, I remember saying, I, I've seen him running around already. It's almost like I saw him before you were ever pregnant or when, she, when we found out she was pregnant. He was running around. There's glimpses that we get of a child. And it's so beautiful in the house of God, running in the house of the Lord. That's a beautiful thing. I was raised in the house of God. It's a most beautiful thing. I love the house of God. And that's the beauty of children. When they're raised in the house of the God, they fall in love. But notice this. Let's go back to that consecration, which is down the road. Today, we're presenting him to the household of faith. We're dedicating him to Jesus. But the consecration now comes in a time that God has planned for him. But notice that word consecration. I want to show you the and, and Christiana and, and church family, because you guys are witnesses to what we're doing. That word consecration comes from two words. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it comes from the Hebrew called kuf dalet shim. Kuf dalet shim. It comes from the Hebrew. The word broken down in kuf means it's a picture of the back of the head of the child and means behind, means the last, it means the least. So I get a picture of John Donovan's back of his head. Kuf. Consecration means the back of his head. And notice this. Dalet 
is a picture of a doorway. And it points to a place where change will come to him. A place that will put him in a decision to make. I remember the day that I made a decision. I remember we were in Bible school. Um, as a pastor's son, my father allowed me to preach. I was a youth pastor. Pastor Christine was a youth helper. We were all both together in ministry. I remember the first I got in the pulpit. I, my first message was maybe three minutes. I thought I preached the world in three minutes. Right? And uh, was exhausted. It took me almost a whole month to study for three minutes. So, but I knew something about that, but I didn't want to do it. So I went into a career. I went to Bible school later on, and at Bible school was where the teacher says, I want all the pastors to stand up. I kid you not, something in my legs, like a spring in my legs, jumped, and I stood up. And I declared that I, I, by faith that I will become a pastor. That was a decision I made. That was a point in my walk with God at that perfect place that God consecrated my life so that I could serve him. You see what I'm saying? And that's what's happened. But it all comes with changes. So we see kuf dalit shalom, meaning he's going to enter in. And one day you're going to see the back of his head. And one day you're going to see him move into that place that God has for him. But until then, you're going to see the frontal of his face. Till then, you're going to see him as a child. To him, you're going to be looking into his eyes. Now, notice his children learn by what they see. I always hear people say, well, don't do what I do. Just listen to what I say. No, do what you see me do. And that's the point that we have to recognize. So throughout all this time, Jesus counted you faithful gave you a beautiful son, gave us a beautiful member, the newest member of our church, the newest member of your family, I believe. Is that correct? And so the sky's the limit with him now. But remember, he's given to you so that you can direct him where, when he gets to this door, what door he's going to take, what challenge will come to him. Amen. Now notice this. I want to share with you a story in 1 Samuel, the first chapter. Let's just turn there so that we can see it all together. Amen. 1 Samuel, uh, the first chapter, verses 11. I'll read it to you from the New King James. It was something quite interesting. Uh, here is Hannah. She could not have children, and all of a sudden the Lord gave her a child. Baby Samuel was born, a prophet unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And, but there was a priest by the name of Eli here in this. The Bible says in verse 11, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts. Now notice to the vow that she, she made. A, if you will indeed look, upon, look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I'll give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. What does she do here? She dedicated a plan unto God. She said, Lord, I'll do this if I get this. Now, that's a pretty strong thing, right? But what I want to show you something, now drop all the way down to verses 26 now. Now, here she has the child, and now they're excited about going to the temple. But she says, wait, I can't take him yet. There's a certain time I can take him till he's weaned, right? 
And so, and she said, oh, my Lord, if you look at it, it says, oh, my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord for this child. I prayed and the Lord has granted me my petition and I asked of him. I asked of him, right? So in other words, granting the plan and the petition of God is so important, right? And so see, I know that the heart of God is always to use a child, always to prepare a child. And I know that your plans and your visions have always been, I mean, look, God brought you a wife. God brought you a husband. And then no sooner later, a family. What does that tell me? That means God has a plan. And to me, which may not be that important right now, he's fast streaming you. There is a fast streaming that is going. How many people know what I'm talking about? Have you seen a fast stream taking place here? It's a fast stream, right? What is God doing? Amen. Hallelujah. Say with me, amen. He's doing something wonderful. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, with that comes the plan of God. But today we're going to dedicate John Donovan, right? And notice this. Let me, let me speak to you guys now. That word dedication is like if I wrote a song, then I dedicate that song to someone. If I wrote a song, then I dedicate it to my wife. What does that mean? That means it is a dedication unto my wife. It's a memory unto her that I gave her this song, and it's all about her. That's what you're doing. You're dedicating like a song unto the Lord. Lord, you've given me this, but now in your honor, now, Lord, I'm dedicating in honor of you, my son. In honor of you, what you've given me, what you have placed in my life, I'm giving you. Amen. Hallelujah. So in other words, say with me, dedication, dedication. like a song. Amen. I remember uh, when, when I went to preach at my mother's church and we dedicated uh, things that were given to the church. It was for the church or like a building. Remember, we prayed for this church. We dedicated unto the Lord. What did that mean? We dedicated unto the Lord. It's almost the same thing, but it's not a physical thing. He's a child unto God. A, a song that he wrote in your heart. Now you're presenting that song unto the Lord. I want you to see that. Amen. So in other words, parents, you're dedicating the child. But notice this now. You can't forget this. You're dedicating yourself now to the Lord. Because see, not only the child's getting dedicated, but you're dedicating yourself to raise the child, number one, in the fear of the, of the Lord and in the knowledge of the Lord. In other words, your memory of dedication should be, Father, like this song, I'm dedicating to you, but now I'm dedicating my life with this child. Yes, together, our lives together. Now notice this, as the congregation, as family, you're part of this also. You're part of this because this child is before you. The witnesses of this child is before us that God has given this family, the Ray family, a child. Now we're dedicating ourselves to be responsible for this child. We're, we're, we're being responsible. And I'm going to talk about some responsibility that we all have as church. And this is where parents need to understand. Listen, if you've had some people that are full of the Holy Ghost and they're coming to be part of helping you, man, go with it. I'm talking about those who are Holy Ghost. 
Amen. Those that love God. Amen. And so we're going to talk about that later on. But notice this. You're promising your lives, Christiana and DeMilo. You're promising your lives. Family, the church family. Church family, you're promising before God that, Father, we're promising, we're committing that we're going to be part of raising this child unto you, unto you, unto you. That means what we do is part of that dedication. What we say. I asked Pastor Christine yesterday. My spiritual father prayed a prayer that I'll never forget. He says, may this child never know the ravages of sin. Now think about this. May this child never know the ravages of sin. That's a powerful prayer. That's scripture. So I asked Pastor Christine yesterday, is it possible for a child to grow up without, without knowing the ravages of sin? And you know what we said? You know what she said? It's possible according to the word of God. According to the word of God. Amen. Now, I, I've asked her yesterday. I said, so, so tell me, a child that grows within the confines of a, believer, believings, of a believer's home, of a, of a family that loves in God, that child, in the way they present themselves before the Lord, the way the child sees the parents love God, the way the, parents see the, the, the way the child sees the parents praise God, how they see family worship God, how they see them, it all means so much that that's a child that will grow without knowing the ravages of sin. But I think what happens to many children, they look at parents, and they see the trials that the parents go, and they see how they give up in certain areas. I know people that have given up on God and children look. I know people that have cursed God and children look. But I've also seen those that will grow up and see their parents on their knees praying. By their bedside. By going to church and seeing the father and mother go to church together when it's snowing, when it could be 20 below zero in the house of God. Amen. See, this is what dedication is. It's just not just bringing a child and say, let's take a picture, let's just bless him and honor him. No, there's so much more. It's about you dedicating your lives to a place that's higher for John. And then, of course, family, all of us. It's for us to go higher. See, they, one day John will be seeing you worship God. Are we worshiping God? Or let me just say, it, are we on the cell phone? Are we worship of God when, 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 our, when, when children are watching? You know, think about it. As a child, I grew up in church, and so I saw many things in church. But I've learned throughout the years what I had to understand. I remember one time I was playing the drums. I was playing drums, I was, and Pastor Christine knows it. It was a church like this, maybe a little smaller. I, the drums were over there. And all of a sudden, the power of God fell on that church, and people were just running around and playing. But there was a woman that fell next to the drums and so I had to be I wanted to be very polite not to play hard to hurt her because she felt you know I thought she fell under the power of God and everybody else's and it was a divine moment but my drum on my drum I had a towel and my towel flew it landed on her and when it landed on her she got scared she thought an angel wing touched her she jumped up and ran and I said, I, I was confused. And my daddy said, son, now let me explain to you what happened. She probably wasn't in the spirit. She probably was just emotional laying there because she saw everybody else running around. And when that thing hit her, she literally just had fear. You know, and so it was so funny. I'll never forget. I remember the lady. I remember the look. That thing just landed on her face, you know. 
So see, see, there's things that as a child I've learned, but thank God that my father was able to explain to me what that meant. And so as you grow, this is the way John is going to go. He's going to learn many things in the house of God, but he's also going to learn from you folks. From you. He'll see you and he'll see, is that the way I'm supposed to worship God? Can a child grow without knowing the ravages of sin? Yes. By the way, the Bible says, amen. So the Bible says this. Now, this is what it says. I want you to write this down. In fact, you can turn to, if you want to, I'm going to read it in Proverbs 2.22, or 22, excuse me, 22.6. Proverbs 22.6. Now, notice what it says, as parents and to the church. And this is where we're going to talk some serious things about the church, okay? But notice to the parents. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. This, this scripture is so powerful. So the substance of a child is training him in the way that he should go. And then the substance of that training affects that child when he becomes old. In other words, I'm 60-something years old. I still remember training of the word of God as a youngster. And to this day, how it affects me. This is what the Bible means, training the child. So in other words, we are directing this child by training him in the way he should go. Amen. Hallelujah. But notice what it says. The Bible says, if you look at it, it says, in the Lord. In the Lord. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart. So in other words, it's in the Lord. You train a child in Christ, train a child in the word, train a child in the opposite of, or, the, or the faith operation of the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we find that that's what you're doing. Now notice what it says in Psalms 127 verses 3. I want you to see this. Psalms 127 verses 3. That's why when they brought Jesus, there was more than just dedication. There was presentation. There was, there was consecration because there was a prophet there that spoke. Simeon was there. Anna was there. They were there to prophesy of the Lord. And so notice what it says in, in Psalms 127. Are you there? Verse 3. And then all the way to 5. It says, Lo, children are a heritage of Jehovah, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And notice this. Talking about directing that child. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man. Mighty man means a mighty person in faith. A mighty person that knows the word. Mighty person that stands in the word. A mighty person that knows the word. And, and I believe that's what your trail is. Your trail, where you stand now and where you're headed, is to become mighty in God. We're all called to be mighty in God. Say with me, amen. We're all called to be mighty, amen. But notice what this mighty man does, or this mighty woman. But let's look at this. It says mighty man. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of youth. Quite interesting that everybody complains about the youth. It says those are the hardest times to raise children. It seemed like youth seemed to go their different way. Can I say this? As a parent, I never have problemed youth. I've always had people say, oh, my, the youth are crazy. My children are youth. Oh, oh, oh. wait a minute. Something happened along the way. And, and let me say something. We're learning. Say with me, I'm learning from this point forward. 
So what does that mean? That means from this point, we're being aware of how to go in the future. Satan will love to get you to go backwards. I'm talking about to parents that had rough children. I'm talking about parents that, that, are, that maybe are, are um, probably beating themselves up. I remember, um, I think you remember, we went to a hospital to visit Christiana, um, Christine. I sat with her, her father in the waiting room. And she's in the other room hanging on for life. She, went to, she accepted Jesus Christ. I led her to the Lord on her deathbed. But her father, I was with him, consulting him. And all he said was, I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. He kept saying that to Father. I says, listen, sir, sir. There came a point in Christine's life that she chose. You did what you could. And that's it. So don't beat yourself any longer. Give it to God. Let God heal you. And, and, and it's a hard thing when parents walk that way. It's a hard thing when parents walk that way. But what we're looking at is forward. So in other words, as the arrows in the hand of a mighty man, that's the key. Got to be mighty in the Lord. And how is one mighty in the Lord? By the word of God. The word is the foundation of our walk. The, the, my family is based upon, Joshua says, for me and my house, we shall worship the Lord all the days of my life. That's a mighty man. A mighty man that stood on there. Not someone that says, well, you know what, I, I just don't know, I, I don't know. You know, wishy-washy. We know people that are that way. So, as the arrow in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. So in other words, when Jonathan reaches the point of youth, I don't think you'll ever have that problem if you stay within the mighty hand of God. Amen. And I believe that's what we need to recognize. That's where uh, I tell parents today that have children, young children, and, and children want to do what they want to do. Okay, I'm going to get some serious stuff to her. I, I see parents say, well, you know, I left my children at home because they wanted to stay home. Right there, you, you, didn't, you show them who is weak. It's not might. It's weakness. Because now that child now is going to use that against the child of the parent. And now one day, that's the way the child's going to think. Well, this is the way mommy let me do, so I can stay at home. I don't have to go to church. See, this is, this is all backwards. It's not the way it's supposed to be. As parents, we're to direct them as a mighty arrow to the things of God. We're to pull, and the Bible says, so are the children of happy. Happy is the man. I know this is happy is the man. Happy is the man that, uh, that has his quiver full of them. Oh, what does that mean? Quiver means a place where all my arrows are. There's not only one arrow, and God, God knows your future, your future. Many more children to come. Amen. It'll be beautiful. The Bible says children are, are, are like olive plants around the table. Amen. People say, oh, these children, oh, these children. No, no, no. It's a blessing. It's a blessing from God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. So what is that? An arrow. A father is so proud, if I might use that word, that he pulls out the arrow and he directs that arrow where it goes. As a hunter... One arrow is supposed to do the job. I believe King David knew how to use an arrow, but he also learned how to use a sling. And the sling was the one that got the giant. One rock. Amen. So you see something? 
it tells us that being a mighty man directs that child in the youth. And not only that, now look at what it says here. They shall not be put to shame. That's a scripture that I want you to remember. They will not be put to shame. I remember when my son, Jason, he's a fireman now. I'm so happy for his future. God has a plan for him. All my children, all my children are very successful. All of them, very successful. Doing well. And, but I remember my son. My, my daughters, I mean, you know, as children, they're children, but they never, my daughters never gave me a problem in youth. Never. My son, never. Now, the problem with my son now, who's a little tougher in a sense, I remember one day he got his tongue uh, pierced, right? And, uh, you know, God has a way of letting parents know. So my phone rang. We were going to dinner one day. My phone rang, and my son gave us a seat call. And in that seat call, he was being... He was being, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they were putting that needle in his tongue. And he said, oh, 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 it hurt, oh, oh, it hurt, oh, it hurt, oh, are you, oh, 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 And all of a sudden, I heard, it's on, really? Oh, wow, wow, it looks so neat, wow. I thought I would never pierce my tongue. And I'm hearing all this. So my son got home that night. I said, son, uh, I knew I was, I was going to joke with him, but I was a little upset, but I knew I had to really just turn this around for, for fun. At the same time, he did it, so let's learn from this. And I said, son, tell me, how was your day? Oh, okay. Son, tell me, talk to me, son. Oh, we, we never talk. We never talk, talk. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, I said, son, I mean, how, how was school? And, how was, and he's just talking, talking. And all of a sudden, I said, son, you know, your lip looks funny. What's wrong with you? Oh, no, 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 no. And I got his lip. I said, son, open your mouth. And I opened his mouth like a horse. And there it was. And I said, I said, shame on you, son. He took it off and it closed. Never got it again, right? But he said later on, Dad, how did you know? I said, God has ways of letting me know. See what God does? But the beauty of it, you can turn things to the glory of God. Amen. Now notice this. And the Bible says, when they, speak of, when they speak with their enemies in the gates. And notice this. That means as a father, I can, I can imagine in the city gates of Jerusalem when, when a father is out there, the elder by that time is standing out there. He sees his son going out the city gates to hunt. Proud of that young man or that woman going to fetch water, whatever it may be. The enemies are going to want to say, well, Jealousy. Things that will always happen. Do you know that? People will always speak and try to set something up with your children. I've had people always try to set something up that my children said, go to your children. Children didn't say that. You see what I'm saying? What's happening? In the gates, they will speak well, and their enemies will hear that. What does that mean? Enemies can't say anything when they see the child, when they see the child full of the word. They can't say anything. And the same thing in the spiritual sense. The devil cannot do anything. The devil, when he sees the child, he sees the blood. He sees parents that are covered with them. He sees prayers. And you know, you know the, the stories that we have of parents that have always prayed for the children. Uh, when my son had a motorcycle accident, we were praying. He did not die. You see, why? Covering him constantly. Can you say amen? So in other words, you're dedicating him 
but also all of us are dedicating him. We're dedicating ourselves. We're dedicating, as a pastor, I'm dedicating myself to teach him the word of the Lord even more in his, in his time of, of different growths in his walk. You as a father, you as parents, grandparents, uh, aunts and uncles, we're, we're all doing that. We're all doing that. And let me just add something. The day will come that one of you will correct this child. The day will come that your pastor will correct your child. And, and we don't get upset. Parents should say, well, they, they should have spoke to my child that way. I did No, no, no. If they're Holy Ghost people and my child needed that correction, let it be. Let it be. If grandma needs to correct my child, let it be. If mama needs to, if, if pastor needs or, or whatever, school teacher has to, whatever. See, too many parents are trying to say, no, no, no. And they're teaching children that no one else can instruct them. No one else. Amen. Do you remember going to school and being a bad boy and then getting a paddle? And then you get a letter sent home and, and you're, you're scared to give it to your mom because you know your dad's going to paddle you worse than your teacher. And your father will just support the teacher. Well, Teacher did good. You should have talked that way. Now, come here. Let me, let me give it to you now. You see, I said, what happened? They were supporting one another in the correction of the child. But too, too many young parents today say, no, he's mine. Don't touch him. Don't talk to him. Don't correct him. Don't yell at him. Don't spank him. Don't. Oh, 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 no. What does God say? What does God say? You see what I'm saying? And let me speak to the congregation. There'll come a time that John, John Donovan, you'll have to say, John, sit down. Daddy's busy. Mama's busy. Would you sit down, John? Listen to pastor. He's preaching. Amen. amen. And what do we do? We say amen. Amen. I remember my, my, my children being uh, disciplined in church. Amen. Going back to me, I remember sitting on a piano. My father, uh, excuse me, I had gum in my mouth. And one of the ladies came and told my father, and she grabbed me. My father said, Get, grab him by the ear and bring him up to the piano. She brought me by the ear, sat me up there the whole service as my father preached. Pastor Christine, years ago, when we were young dating, Christine had some gum in her mouth. She was probably 17, 18. An usher lady of the church went to her, says, ma'am, I'm putting my finger in your mouth. Get that gum. She put her finger in her mouth and pulled the gum out. Christine never took gum again to church. I know, I know that sounds, but that's the way it used to be in those days. I mean, you, it did, my father, I mean, you know, it, my father didn't mind that woman bringing me up with the ear like that to church. Those are the things that we have to realize. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to look at with me in, in Galatians, the fourth chapter, verses two. Galatians, the fourth chapter, verses two. So in other words, by you bringing John Donovan to church, you're presenting him, but you're thanking God for him. Today, we're thanking God for him, and you're presenting him. Hallelujah. Amen. But notice what it says. I, wanna, I want you to look at Galatians 4, verses 2, but I want you to see where it says, but. I want to look at but. But is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Look at that word. But is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. So church, parents, families, that's what Jonathan's about. John, excuse me. It's about we being a help to you, a spiritual help. At the same time, being that guardian help 
And the Bible says also, listen to this, and stewards of that child. Amen. Now notice this. I remember with my children, uh, we didn't have babysitting in them days. You know, we just, I think, I think what it was is we were too excited that our children were children and grandma had them, grandpa had them, but I don't remember babysitters. I think maybe when they got a little older, I don't remember too much. Why was that? I believe the reason why we did that is because that was our responsibility. Our children are our responsibility. So in other words, my life changes with children. I used to like taking my wife to the movie. Now my child came. I don't go to the movies now. Does it mean my life stops with my wife? It means now there's another part of living with us, with my child. But today we find too many parents that are upset with their children. They work. They don't have time for their children at home. Um, so they're needing a break from the children on the weekend, which they have a break with them during the day. So that child is literally being reared by someone that has no spirituality in them. Maybe a hired babysitter or next neighbor teenager that's on the phone, that child. You see what I'm saying? See, the guardianship means so much. Guardianship. The, 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 the stewardship, it means so much with the child. Because that's part of the dedication. You're dedicating your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And notice this. Look at Matthew, the 19th chapter. So we talk to the congregation. We talk to the family. We talk to the parents while you're here today. And now we're going to look at something. In Matthew, the 19th chapter, verses 14. Verses 14 and 15. But Jesus said, now this is where I want to focus on. Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. What was he doing? He was pronouncing a shield of protection over those children. He was pronouncing a, an anointing over that child. So what does that mean today as what we're going to do? Jesus is blessing him. God gave him to you. As, as Anna, she said, Lord, I'm lending him to you. And the, thank you. And the day will come. Right now, right now, you're, you're training. You're, you're, you're learning. Your parents, you're taking advice from those that have parents. Grandma, grandpa, uncle, aunt. Family member. You know, you're, talking about, you're learning. I remember we would ask my mother questions about my baby or ask my father or, you know, about my son. There's times I talk to my father about my son many times. So what does that mean? That means we're, we're learning as we're growing with God. So God gave him to you. He's yours. The day will come that you'll see him go through those gates, that door that we talked about, that he'll go into that place that God needs for him. Amen. And so the preparatory time is right now. The anointing is right now. The presenting is right now. So what does that mean? That means as I lay hands on him today, Jesus is laying hands on him. Why can I say that? Because I am doing what Jesus did. I'm blessing him. Where the congregation are blessing him. You guys are going to bless him. You're going to bless him. What does that mean? You're pronouncing that, that, that power of the Holy Ghost on his life from this moment on. So before the Lord, you're bringing him, 
you walked in those doors today today is presenting him you're dedicating him and the day will come for the consecration the day will come where, where what God has for him all we know is God's going to do it I remember the day that I was dedicated well I remember the pictures that I was dedicated I have the certificates of the day I was dedicated but I remember the day that I was consecrated for the work but it all started from that moment amen so go ahead and stand up parents let's do this all of us if we would let's uh let's come together um do we need to change anything would you guys would would you guys come up here do we need to uh do something okay go ahead and, uh, don't zoom out too far just zoom in enough for us four all right would you christian would you come on up here hallelujah i think stay right there let's just wait for your husband hallelujah amen john donovan ray look at a beautiful precious child of the lord hallelujah amen and so we we recognize him as he was presented when you came after the day that he was born and then the family was presented the child i can imagine what the family looked what we said oh my look at all that hair hallelujah come on up here guys would you stand right here uh, Christiana, would you stand right there? D, um, your profile, please. Your profile. All righty. And then Pastor Christine, all right. Congregation, let's go ahead and stand up. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at this precious baby. He's looking at lights. He recognizes Pastor's voice. He recognizes. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't this a beautiful child? Amen. Precious child of the Lord. If you come closer this way. Amen. Isn't he beautiful, handsome? Right? What a, what a blessing from God. What a blessing from God. Those that are watching from Arlington, just imagine. Um, uh, you, you haven't met him in person, but you will. But we, we receive him. Give him to me. This is the first time that I'm going to carry him, right? Look at you. You're precious. You're precious. You're precious. Look at him. I didn't want to carry him before. And I couldn't tell you why. Because I want to share this moment. That I carry him. Hi, son. Yeah, you sense the annoying, don't you? Yeah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for giving us John Donovan Ray. Thank you, Father, that you count the mile and Christiana faithful. And you blessed him with a healthy baby. And Lord, we present him to you, to this family, and to the household of faith. May he always be within the household of faith. And Father, As dedication, parents dedicate their lives to raise him in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. May they always plan for the child as the arrow that will fly to that place, that perfect direction that you have for this child, that perfect calling, Lord, Lord, you know his future. You know what you would have him to fulfill. 
For Father, he came to this earth with a purpose. Yeah, look at him smiling. Amen. Look at him, Christiana, smiling. When I said, and Father, we bless him in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We bless him, Lord. We speak blessings over him. Lord, may he never know the ravages of sin. Father, may he grow to be all that you desire for him. And may he be directed by the parents, by the Holy Ghost, in the instruction that you would have them. And Father, thank you. So this moment, John, Donoff, and Ray, we dedicate you. Look at him. Unto the Lord. Do you see that? He was smiling when I said that. We dedicate you unto Jesus. Thank you for coming. Thank you. As your pastors, as your pastors, we'll teach you the word of God. Show you the way of the Lord. Amen. So we bless him. Church, go ahead and bless him. I bless Donovan. I bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Look at this beautiful baby. Look at this beautiful baby. He smiled as I was declaring. Hi there, son. Hi there. Look at him. Amen. Congratulations, guys, for presenting him before us and bringing him to the house of the Lord. Congratulations. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a praise. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. All righty. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's go ahead. Would you, would, yeah, would you, would you stand right here, Christiana? You go put that song on, and then, and then you come. You come back up here, all right? And you, you guys get your cameras ready. Hallelujah. You got your cameras already? Hallelujah. There you go. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at that. Precious baby. Precious baby. Precious baby. We bless you. Hallelujah. Yes, the Lord keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Yes, Lord. We receive, we agree, amen.